Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't Moriarty disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just doesn't know when to quit, Jacob. You're darn right I don't. <laughs> Why, thank you. Like introduce our co-host. A man who, well, let's be frank, it's a hustle. Drew. Welcome, Drew. Yeah, but that. I'm not going to call you a sweetheart. Oh, come on, Jake. <laughs> Cut, we're out of here. Done. I will go Bye, ahead. guys. I will mark that one. <laughs> Wait, why didn't it work? My mark's not working. What the crap? <laughs> there we go. go. Oh, just leave that. That's, that's going to be a fun edit. Yeah. All right, um, so... Uh, how are you doing today, Jacob? <laughs> I don't know right now. <laughs> I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Work has been good. Uh, trying to work on a few projects. Um, uh, I might be doing a, a, a Facebook Live mm-hmm. uh, drawing session uh, towards the end of this week. And I'm still trying to figure out an idea of what I want to draw. Okay. And uh, I'm thinking possibly Baby Yoda or the child from uh, The Mandalorian. Well, I know you just recently watched that. Yeah, so I did. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, other than that, um, nothing else, really. Really, Chase? I'm waiting on you, by the <laughs> way. No, I was responding to something in the chat. I know you were responding to something <laughs> in the chat, but I am waiting on my cue. Okay, how is your how is your week been, Drew? Uh, my week's my week has been a little slow. Okay, but nothing I can't. I'm not going to be able to work past, and I, I'm not sure how much I can talk about it. On and work has been a little stressful with, with uh, personnel moving around. Say that makes sense. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much. I'm doing good. Okay, so watching. well, I've watched a few things here and there. I got around to apparently Warner Brothers. On YouTube, they put uh, a few of their animated movies out in uh, what's called Beyond the Vault or Beyond the whatever that segment is called. I'm not sure. But, no, it's not the bunny. Yeah, true, but it's not Bugs Beyond bunny. the Shield. Beyond the, the Shield. Water tower. Or Beyond the, the water, water Tower. There we go. Beyond the Water Tower. But what, whatever that segment's called, be like, apparently they've released a few of their animated movies. Mm-hmm. And so I found that I found uh, on YouTube. Uh, the full-length version of Superman Brainiac Attacks. I didn't like it. It was it was it was boring and bland. For that, <laughs> it happens. Be like, it's not not every animated movie is going to be spectacular. Mm. As as some That's of the movies, some of the movies we've reviewed were not the best in the world. Oh, I'm still looking for the one that you absolutely hate that I love. It shall come. I know it, it will. I've got a couple ideas. Okay, but we'll get there. Ah. Uh, other than that, we, uh, me and you actually went and watched uh, mm-hmm. something over at a friend's house who's yeah. actually in the chat now. Uh, now, can you relate what those movies' titles were? Because I'm TV. Oh, the, one of them was called Brand New Animal. Yes, which is somewhat related to what we're doing because it yes, did it deal is. with anthropomorphic animals. Yes, it does. Um, ah, 
uh, the king. He, he had me watch. He showed me the king's avatar before you got there. Oh, okay. Which was pretty interesting. Yeah, okay. And then he we watched uh, a name in Japanese. That's okay. And then the title. Yeah. Of course, I typed in Kamehame, and it came up with Mehameha. Dragon Ball Z. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. You know, I really should have wrote, but it honestly did not occur to time. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm drawing a blank because I remember the right. first one. Well, I mean, I'm not good with Japanese titles. Yeah. And... All right. Hey Chase, what what was the uh, the second movie, the second TV show, anime we watched? Yeah, exactly. What is that movie? What was that show called? Any second now. Dusk May. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. one was good. That was good. But I can't honestly remember what that. Yeah. More slice of life romantics. My apologies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to what I watched. Yes. Uh, I have been on a Tokyo okay. class for about the, for the last. Uh, I had gotten in recently a copy of the Criterion Collection uh, Godzilla, the Showa era film. It's from like the 50s to the uh, Godzilla films. Right. And uh, I got I had never seen the second one with Godzilla Raids Again. Oh, okay. Which is the one where he fights. Uh, that was actually kind of fun. Okay. It, it is in black and white because it's that old. Mm-hmm. And I did watch the uh, subtitle. All they all that was all that's on the Blu-ray. So the blue the dub, which I is called Gigantus the Fire Monster. I have not seen yet. Okay. But uh, I enjoyed that. And then this afternoon, earlier today, it came to my attention. Let me back up one. About a month ago. Okay. <laughs> I had heard that Shout Factory had had started getting licenses release Common Rider okay. over here. In yeah, the I heard States. about that. And uh, they were. I thought the only way you could watch it was because that's where I'd seen on their on their uh, Toku Shoutsu channel. Yeah. Well, listening to another podcast, was, uh, he pointed out that it was also on Verve. And I thought, a minute, I have Verve. That's V R V, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so I went and when I got home from work, I went in and they had the two common writer seasons that they have. And so I started off okay, from 1971 where he fights station shocker. I saw two episodes and it's very much a monster type show. Like okay. Power Rangers to be. Okay. Actually, I think it still is, but anyway, uh, but the very first villain I watched that he fought was Spider-Man. Okay. The second one, Batman. Uh-huh. Now, literally, it is not the characters Marvel. Okay. Obviously, they right. couldn't legally get away with no, that. No, of course not. It is literally a Spider Man and a Bat Space Man. Although the Batman was very much falling into the vampire, and he was turning people into vampires too. Oh, okay. So that sort of thing. Uh, it is. Go- it is very. Oh, uh, the, uh, Chase just uh, got with us on the in the chat and reminded us that the third one we watched was Kamisama Kiss. Kamisama Kiss. Okay. It was fun. So, yeah, that is watching. All right. So, what do we got in the news? All right. All right. So, what we got in the news? So, we had we had the movie that came out a couple of months ago called uh, Ride Your Wave, and apparently it is uh, going to be released through Shop Factory and G-Kids on April 4th. So you can buy you can either down, download digitally on demand Blu-ray plus DVD combo pack or your standard DVD. Do remember seeing that being advertised of uh, weathering with you? Yes. 
I, I know nothing about it, though. Definitely. Okay. So, to give you a little synopsis. Okay, uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Hinako. Hinako is a surf-loving college student who has been moved to a small seaside when a fire breaks out in her apart- apartment building rescued by Minato, a handsome, a handsome firefighter, and the two shortly fall in love. Just as they are becoming inseparable, Minato loses in a seaside, and Hinako is so devastated that she can no longer look at the sea. But one day, she sings a song that reminds her of their time together. In Minako, Minako appears in the water. From then on, she can summon him in any waterly water service, but can the two really remain together forever? That's your synopsis. I have a feeling she's going to have to give him up by the end of the movie. Sounds like it. But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, that'll be coming out shortly, and if you are interested in that movie, uh, you can go to shopfactory.com. All right, in our second bit of news, uh, relating to a certain movie we might be reviewing on Friday. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, More than likely. Break out your popcorn, your milk duds, or in this case, milk bones. Grab a comfy seat. Wait, 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 wait. They're saying all this and not using the very obvious thing they could be saying. What would that be? Get out your Scooby snacks. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Real boy. I'm just saying whoever wrote this copy does not know their Scooby-Doo. Apparently not. (laughs) All right. So find a comfy chair and get get ready to uh, contact with friends and family because Scooby-Doo and the whole mystery are are bringing the party to your house on Friday, May 15th. Everyone is invited on a on the Twitter hashtag Scoob Movie Night premiere event hosted by the big dog himself to celebrate the release of new fully animated full length action action adventure feature Scoob on Premiere Video on demand on Premiere Digital Ownership. It will start at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This Twitter special will event pre-shows all for all audiences Fun scoop moments with stars from the film. So, so I have a slight bit of question. What's this? Why is Scrappy Doo hosting this? <laughs> I don't know. You were supposed to get mad at me over that. Apparently, one. I was like, "What in the world?" Because Scrappy? I, I know, I, I hate Scrappy Doo as yes! much as you do. I was, I was like, I was, "How dare you?" I was expecting to get punched. <laughs> Punch. There we go. You threw me for a second. I was like, wait, you threw me a garden. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Scrappy. <laughs> Nobody likes Scrappy. No, no one likes Scrappy. No, correction. I have met people who like Scrappy do. I feel sorry for those people. They're like, yeah, Scrappy's cool. It's like, no, he's not. He's pain the neck or, or pain those, the tail. Those people have no taste. Okay. That is the one thing that I like about the, the first live action Scrappy yes. do movie is that Scrappy do's the villain. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> For a film that came out in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a really good film. All Second right. one, I don't know. Yeah. Either way. So that's the news. All right. So let's get into our spoiler-free section of our review for Zootopia. So uh, it's an animal of a good time. Okay. <laughs> Not no. the response I was expecting. No. But I enjoyed it. I, I I really enjoyed this movie. I've enjoyed it ever since it's all in theaters. Uh, it has a very good message. Mm-hmm. 
um, that be like, even at this moment in time with mm-hmm. how things are going on politically and how things are, um, with the event that just recently, uh, transpired and I can't remember what state, but, um, this, this movie is a very good template for the idea how we should kind of like treat each other, yeah. treat each other as, you know, as a race. Ideally. Ideally, yes. Uh, the fact that we are uh, sinful, flawed, broken people, mm-hmm. that we are going to look at race and we're going to look at all this stuff, but the idea that we are all created in the image of God. So I like that. So I enjoy this film. What about you? I did see this. Okay. That was, I, I have not seen it then. Okay. Until, of course, the uh I'll admit, when now I had a slight negative reaction, what felt like being hit over the head with uh, the very anti-racist message. Now, I'm, before I go any farther and people get mad at me, I do believe we should try and treat treat each each other as equal. I just hate having messages shoved down my throat. <laughs> That's oh, all it comes down to. I understand. Um, so I was a little, and plus this, when this movie came out, still coming back from the, was it? Uh, I can't remember where the town was, but there, brutality stuffing. Uh, and the whole town went by because you had a uh, oh uh, African American city was, being policed. Yeah, it was South Carolina. Uh, Caucasians, yeah. Yeah, South Carolina. Uh, and so that was in my head, whether I wanted it to or not. Yeah. When I first saw this movie. Yeah. This viewing. I'm, of course, going into it with all the fears of the past two months sitting in my head, whether I have, or at least the knowledge of the events of the last two months. Right. And I'm watching it, and I realize that while I'm not seeing what I saw four four or five years ago when this movie originally came out, I'm now seeing stuff that seems to be talking about how we should treat each other with when it comes to sickness and stuff. I don't know why. I don't know Okay, why. I got you. I got it's you. It's a quarantine thing that, that, that caught could be. my eye. Especially yeah. Because this, this thing that is uh, attacks called a virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. see that now. So as much as I kind of had a negative reaction that first time to yeah. having that message of, and realizing this time that message wasn't actually there, but mm-hmm. then seeing this other one thinking that wasn't there the first time I watched it because stuff has changed. Our, our perception of my perception of things has altered slightly between the first yeah. viewing and this viewing. I want to applaud this in such a way for being able to handle multiple types of issues without really forcing them. Yeah. Anyways, I know I said that first one felt the, the race, the racial stuff felt forced the first time. Yeah. I think it's just because I had gotten tired of it faster than that. Right. <laughs> the, that, that particular thing. But, uh, it just seemed like it was. I, I want to. I just appreciate a movie that is able to attack, attack, able to tackle these issues. Yeah. In such a way where I'm noticing, and I think as I'm an adult, so they say. <laughs> but I can. I know kids are going to watch this, and they're not going to catch any of that. I just appreciate how how well it's actually communicating what it's communicating without really feeling like it's being shoved down your throat. Unless you read too much into it, and then that's purely your fault, which I will claim the first on my first viewing. Mm. But yeah, huh? It's and there are lots of comedic moments in this movie. I didn't catch the first. I like I said, I kind of had a negative thought process. I think going, but yeah, uh, I appreciate what this movie is able to do, and I, I appreciate the uh, the comedy that's able to be done for adults 
and for kids alike. It's great. So, yeah, that's my thoughts there. Well, good deal. So uh, that brings us to the end of our spoiler-free section of our review. If you don't want to be spoiled, well, unfortunately, now's the time when you might want to hop off and uh, come back to us after you go watch the movie. It is currently playing on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. So if you've got that service, head over there. Or just hop like a rabbit and get over there. Yeah, just hop on over there. Uh, or I'm sure you can still get this, or uh, you can still rent this on Amazon, on, and I know you can, if you, you, I think you can still find this movie in like Walmarts and such if you want to brave the coronavirus. In the wild? Yes, in the wild, actually. <laughs> in the big city. Yeah. <laughs> or in your little borough. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, that's where you can go get it. So, uh, join us on the other side. All right. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Zootopia. Listener discretion is advised. Zootopia was written and directed by Byron Howard, Mm -hmm. Rich Moore, and Jared Bush. Byron Howard uh, directed uh, Tangled and Bolt. Yep. And Rich Moore directed Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. It was also written by Jim Reardon, Josie Trinidad, Phil Johnston, and Jennifer Lee. Music was by Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. who also did the music for The Incredibles, mm-hmm. Ratatouille, and the Abramsverse Star Trek movies. Yes. The cast. We've got Jennifer Goodwin as Judy Hopps. She played Vivian Cash in Walk the Line. Jason Bateman as Nick Wilde. He was Michael Bluth in Arrested Development. Idris Elba plays Chief Bogo. He was Heimdall in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jenny Slate plays Bellwether. She was Gidget in The Secret Life of Pets. Nay. Nate Torrance played Clawhauser, and in the movie Get Smart, he played Lloyd. Literally, that was the only thing I could find. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bonnie Hunt played uh, Bonnie Hops, and uh, she played uh, Dolly in Toy Story 4. And that is actually the character's name. It was. It's actually a fairly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think she's also in Toys, hmm. um, but I didn't scroll down that far when I was doing my research. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Lake played Stu Hops. He in the upcoming Space Force television show, he is playing a character named Brad Gregory, and I have a feeling from what I was seeing that's a major character because it looked like he was in the episode. Okay, that was on there. Tommy Chong. Plays Yax, and yes, he is the Chong in Cheech and Chong. Oh, okay. J.K. Simmons plays Mayor Lionheart, and he is J. Jonah Jameson. Let's face it, that's what most of us know him from. And a profound actor. Yes. and He's in lots of stuff, but the two main things I know him from is J. Jonah Jameson in in both the MCU and in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Yes. Parker! (laughs) Also, I believe he is Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. He is. So there's that. Uh, Octavia Spencer plays Mrs. Otterton. She what played the character Dorothy Vaughn in Hidden Figures. Okay. Alan Tudyk plays Duke Weaselton. <laughs> he was Duke Wesselton <laughs> in Frozen. I just love the fact they got the same guy. Oh yeah, it's Alan Tudyk. Be like he's yes. now a All Disney. Stu- he's a Disney yeah. staple. Also, he played K two S O in Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Yeah. Also, don't forget Firefly. <laughs> yeah, Firefly. Alan Tudyk was okay. in Firefly. 
If you do not mention that, nerds will rage. My apologies, all you brown coats. <laughs> I was going to say something cute, but I can't think of anything. Um, Shakira played Gazelle, and of mm. course, Shakira is a pop star. She had not no real other acting credits. Yeah. She sings very well. I mean, literally, the only acting credit I saw in here was for her music video based on this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she had other, mu- other right. ones in there, but for whatever reason, that's the only other one that was on IMDb. Huh. Uh, Raymond S. Percy played Flash and Officer Higgins. He played Gene and Zombie in Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Della Saba played uh, young Judy Hopps. And in Ralph Breaks the Internet, she played Swatty. Okay. Maurice LaMarche plays Mr. Big. He is, of course, the brain in Pinky and the Brain. Okay. And uh, Phil Johnston has a cameo. He was the writer earlier, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. He plays Gideon Gray. That's right. He does a really good job in that. Yeah. He was also the surge protector in Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. That makes sense. So... What's our box office and more? All right. So, on IMDb, it got a 8 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 90, 98% score. Mm-hmm. And its audience score is oddly a 92 Okay. That's just weird. Why is that weird? This was a phenomenal film. Be like, And you're the, mad that it got an A? No, I'd be like, it got an A. I'd be like, I'm glad it got an A. It's just so the, 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 the difference between what the... The critics gave it, and the audience gave it, which is kind of weird to me. But either way. I'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but there's always a gulf between what the critics oh, think yeah, absolutely. and what the audience See, thinks. Well, so. most of the time when we're, do, we're doing these reviews and looking at them, be like, uh-huh. the gulf is pretty big. Yeah. There's, there's not a big gulf difference between these two. But it's so odd because you would think it's like, boom, here's 100, and it's a 92. Weird. It's right. just weird to me. All right. All right. So... Production-wise, obviously, it was done by Walt Disney Animation Studios, which they've done everything Disney. Well, this was like movie number what, 54? Yeah, 54. I think. Yeah. They've done a lot of movies. For whatever reason, Could that number be... does not sound right. <laughs> well, as you go look it up, I'm gonna... it was distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It was released on March 4th, 2016. All right, so we get into box office here. It had a budget. Uh, by the way, while he's trying to figure out how to, Zootopia was actually movie 55 by Walt Disney Animation oh, okay. Studios. Good 50, deal. 54 was Big Hero 6. That makes sense. Or do we say Pig Hero 6? Yes, in this movie, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it had an estimated budget of $150 million. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big... All right. Yeah, so, it needed it. There's a lot in this movie. Yeah. For how much hair there is in this movie? Oh, yeah. All the hair. For those of you who don't know, hair is one of the hardest things for computers to animate. Oh, yeah. Next to fire, in which there was a lot of also, Mm -hmm. and general particles. Mm -hmm. Which is why light usually isn't that good either. But light's good in this movie. uh, It's it's better in this movie than in some others. Oh, yeah. Amazing in this movie. All right. So, it's opening weekend. You was... $75 $75 million. Mm-hmm. So it's U.S. gross was $342 million. Okay. So it's worldwide gross was $1 billion, $23 billion. 
Yeah, I'd say it made its money back. Yeah, it definitely made it out in spades. And why in the world are they not making a second? Give them to uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen 2. Yeah, sure. It's been... Admittedly, we've not heard anything. So. Well, right. That's true. But it would be interesting to see where they would continue this story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I have in in uh, box office and all that. Who's a what's it? All right. So, getting into this movie summary. In a world populated by anthropomorphic mammals, rabbit Judy Hopps from rural Bunnyboro fulfills her childhood dream of becoming a police officer in urban Zootopia. Despite Judy being the Academy valedictorian, Chief Bogo doubts her potential and delegates her to parking duty. On her first day, she is hustled by a con artist fox duo, Nick Wilde and Finnick. Judy abandons parking duty to arrest Duke Weaselton, a weasel who stole a bag of crocus bulbs known as Midnicampum holocythius. I'm sorry I said that wrong. As she is reprimanded by Bogo, an otter named Mrs. Otterton enters Bogo's office pleading for someone to find her husband Emmett, one of 14 predators who have gone missing. Bogo is forced to let a volunteering Judy take the case when Assistant Mayor Don Bellwether praises the assignment and informs Mayor Leodore Lionheart. He gives Judy 48 hours to find Emmett on the condition that she must resign if she fails. Deducing that Nick was the last to see Emmett, Judy blackmails him into assisting her by covertly recording his confession of tax evasion. (laughs) They track Otterton to a limousine owned by crime boss Mr. Big, who reveals Otterton went savage, reverted to a feral state, and attacked his chauffeur, Manchus. At his home, Manchus mentions Otterton yelled about night howlers before the attack. Manchus himself then turns savage and chases the pair. Judy saves Nick by trapping Manchus and calling the ZPD for help, but Manchus disappears before they arrive. Bogo demands Judy's resignation, but Nick defends Judy, reminding Bogo that she has ten more hours to solve the case. After leaving on a gondola lift, Nick tells his story about his childhood dream to join the Junior Ranger Scouts, in which he had been tormented by them on his first day due to being a fox. Judy and Nick then travel to City Hall to access the city's traffic cameras. They discover Manchus was captured by wolves, who Judy surmises are the Night Howlers. They locate the missing predators, who have all turned savage, imprisoned at Cliffside Asylum, where Lionheart is secretly quarantining them while attempting to determine the cause of their behavior. Judy records a video of Lionheart discussing the plot with her cell phone and reports him to the ZPD. Lionheart and the asylum staff are arrested for false imprisonment, and Bellwether becomes the new mayor. Judy, praised for solving the case, asks Nick to join the ZPD as her partner. At her following press conference, however, Judy suggests that the cause of the savage behavior is predator biology, as predators are the only ones going savage. In anger, Nick rejects Judy's offer and abandons her. Hateful speech and discrimination against predators runs rampant throughout Zootopia. Racked with guilt for the consequences of her words, Judy resigns from the ZPD and returns to Bunnyboro. Back home, Judy learns from her parents that Gideon Gray, a fox that bullied her as a child, but is now a pie salesman to her family's business, that the night howlers are actually the crocus bulbs Weaselton stole, and they contain a neurotoxin, that has severe psychotropic effects on mammals. After returning to Zootopia and tearfully reconciling with Nick, the pair confront Weaselton, 
who is pressured by Mr. Big and reveals that the bulbs he stole were meant for a ram named Doug. They find Doug in a laboratory hidden in the city's subway, developing a drug made from the night howlers, which he has which he has been shooting at predators with a dart gun. Judy and Nick obtain the serum as evidence, but before they can reach the ZPD, Bellwether confronts them in the Natural History Museum, revealing herself as the mastermind behind a prey supremacist conspiracy to frame predators as dangerous and savage. Bellwether retrieves the evidence after Nick refuses to abandon an injured Judy. She shoots Nick with a serum pellet to make him attack Judy and fakes a call to the ZPD. But the pellets she is using are revealed to have been replaced with blueberries by Nick. Judy then baits Bellwether into openly declaring her role in the attacks, as well as framing Lionheart, and records the confession just as Bogo and his deputies arrive at the scene. Bellwether is arrested for her treachery, while Lionheart publicly denies knowledge of her plot and defends his committal of the savage predators as a necessary precaution to maintaining public safety, quoting that he did the wrong thing for the right reason. The savage animals are cured, and Judy rejoins the ZPD. Nick graduates from the Zootopia Police Academy as the city's first Fox police officer and becomes Judy's partner. And then the movie ends in a concert with Shakira getting to sing her song. So, Jacob, what's your first like? All right. My first like, well, I want to say this first. To, qu- to quote a song from a very famous rock band, there ain't nothing wrong with it. Let's just act like a bunch of animals. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if anybody can get what, what band I'm talking about, kudos to you. By the way, it's not a very good song. I just like the line. Anyway, my my first like would be the unlikely partners of Nick and Judy. Yes. The the fact that they are both, they'll be like, it's a fox and a bunny. Mm-hmm. And you, you have this whole prejudice very uh your your first like instinct what something is mm-hmm. because judy has grown up with this mentality that foxes are bad foxes are going to eat you <laughs> and so be like she be like she goes by her father's advice to bring the spray with her yeah and so the the fact that she like when she gets the case and knows okay nick is the guy i've got to go to and i i love their rapport their this is the way they, they kind of mesh together. The mesh together with these two, not polar opposites, but it's two characters who are um, working together so well until you get to, you know, this this junction. This junction be like, you don't trust me because you because you think I'm savage. And the the cool one of the coolest things about this film, uh, this is more of a a nerdy Disney moment of where we find Nick. Is the exact same place we find in Aristocats. It's the exact same spot, just done in 3D. And I thought that was most. I was when I first when I saw it on this re, this uh, review, I was like, oh my gosh! Be like the backgrounds and everything. It's the exact same moment where our our main characters meet each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great! Be like, it's an animorphic movie. This is an anthropomorphic movie, but it's in 3D. Well, Aristocats is not really anthropomorphic. They are. Yeah, they're just talking they're just cats. cats who talk. Yeah. It's not like Robin Hood. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But it has the kind of the same flavor. But I I enjoy the the the, the two characters' chemistry. 
mm-hmm. where they they work together very well. Where Nick is, you know, Nick's a sly fox. You just be like, be like, it's called a hustle, sweetheart. And it's just so. And Judy is the 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 fresh out of the fresh out of the force, uh, greenhorn, mm-hmm. who, and Nick exposes her to all these things in order to kind of like how uh, Flynn Rider is trying to con- trying to convince Rapunzel to be like give up on your quest oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you to the ugly duckling and mm-hmm. show you all these terrible things and make you believe this just to give you back my satchel where Nick's be like okay you had me say you'd be like you had me saying this all I want is my pen back so it's got that well, same it's not pen. It's well it's her on the pen. it's it's her pen it's his rec- his recording his his uh his darning his evidence his confession on it but I just, I love that they they play off each other so well and it's so funny mm-hmm. and uh, it's so well done and the, the fact that like even in that scene I mentioned earlier of the uh, under the bridge under the bridge scene of where uh, she just breaks down and be like hey be like if be like if be like I don't care if you hate me is be like we just need to get this done it's like and they kind of uh, you know get back together and so let's solve this crime mm-hmm. and it's just it's so good and. You know, Nick being the being the uh, the the car artist becomes a cop in the end, yeah. and of course he's gonna wear shades because he's he's a cool fox now. Right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, they're partners, and yeah, I enjoy it. I, I I enjoy their camaraderie and their their fellowship as you know, you know, cops now, mm-hmm. and bu- it's a buddy cop show, buddy cop story. Yes. But yes, that's my number one. My my long drawn out. <laughs> Explanation of my first one. So what is your number one, Drew? My number one is how well thought out this is. Agreed. In many ways, I kind of feel like I need to compare it to another Disney anthropomorphic movie, and that is Robin Hood. Robin Hood did not think any of this stuff out as much. No, they They didn't didn't have to think any of this out as much. No. It is just human buildings... That animals are walking around in. That is all the thought process that yeah. went into that. They thought of everything. They thought of everything. They explained how uh, just, the, just the train itself, because the train tells you a lot about right. everything. You've got the compartment for the big animals to go in. Right. Another compartment for the smaller animals. And then the smallest compartment for the the rodents. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got... Uh, Little Rodentia later on. Oh yeah, that was perfect. Which, as as someone who's been getting back into Tokusatsu lately, I just love the idea of these giants running around a little village. <laughs> I, I thought of that actually when I was watching. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's gonna be fun. Yes, but uh, Rabbitzilla. Pretty much, I I enjoy that. I enjoy uh, how how they show them moving between the four primary environments that yeah. you find these animals in, from the desert to the Rainforest or t- the tundra to mm-hmm. the rainforest to city center. You get right down to it. I I enjoy that. I, I was a little concerned though. I, this is a, just a nitpick, and it's yeah. not b- enough of a nitpick to make it. Um, I have I have to take umbrage with the idea that this train goes through all all the way around all four of these boroughs before it gets to the center of town. Gotcha. Because <laughs> that's like you don't. No civic engineer in their right mind is going to build a train <laughs> that gives you a tour of the town before it stops. It just doesn't work that way. No, but 
I don't care how well thought out this town was when they first built it. They yes, but don't do that. Yeah, I I, I agree. With you. But like I said, that's just a minor nitpick. Yeah. Um, the wor- the way the world building is set up in this, they when they show characters, it makes sense. Uh, it's just so well done. I, if I have any problem. Well, no, I don't even have a problem there. So, yeah, I just love the way how well set up the world is. Okay. So, uh, what's your number two like? All right. So, my number two would be the fact that... It's Judy. Judy, thank you. I, for some reason, I was always like, it's something else. It's Judy. Yeah, Judy Hops. So, Judy Hops grows up with this idea that Zootopia is what... It's a utopia. That everybody, it's kumbaya, everybody gets along... She doesn't realize it's New York City. Yeah, doesn't realize this is New York City. That don't be like, people get along, but you don't get along the way you think they do. Mm-hmm. And Nick is her kind of her clue into this, and be like, you know, kind of brings everything into perspective for her, sir. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you lease, yeah, would have clued her into the fact that that's not a utopia, right? Yeah the the uh, the fact that be like Judy wants to be a cop. She wants mm-hmm. to be a cop. You can be anything you want. Well, in the the grinding of this this movie is the fact to be like, you can't be everything you you want to be. Right. Be like, there are certain limitations you can't be, and uh, the fact to be like, be like, it's given this idea that we are be like, oh, if we we come to this utopia, everything's gonna be perfectly dandy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not. Be like, nothing ever is gonna be perfect, and you know. The simple idea is almost preposterous. Yes. To to me, knowing humanity and knowing humanity's uh, fallen fallen state mm-hmm. and the depravity of man, be like, yeah, that's never going to happen. I I know people that be like, all we got to do is do this and this and this. Like, no, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It won't. If if you understand humanity, it won't. Yeah. Uh, but with with this with this movie in particular, it shows that be like, hey, as long as we can get along. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we're going to have our differences. It, it's not be like you have to believe everything I say, otherwise you're this or this or this or this. But rather, it's more like, you know, we can agree to disagree. But at the same time, it's we can get along. Mm-hmm. We can get along. We can have our different opinions, our different viewpoints, and still live in quasi-harmony with each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about this film. Like the fact that be like you can have um the the idea that how racism is rampant. It's rampant in our our, uh, our culture, it's rampant in our our society, it's rampant in our world. And the the fact to be like this movie hits it head on. Mm-hmm. And uh, with racism and uh uh biased and uh like everything you can think of, be like this. Not everything, but the movie touches on so many of these little elements we're dealing with right now in our own culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember one person saying at one point, "Well, well, racism doesn't exist anymore." Well, yeah. Have you have you read a headline lately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> racism still exists. And I, I know a, a former classmate of mine that I he had be like a, a friend of a, a someone I know, someone I know from church. I want to say we're, we're acquaintances. We we know each other, and uh, she had posted be like, well, I this be like, I found this in my neighborhood, and it was a KKK, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, a pamphlet, 
and it was just throwing everything left and right of doing scripture of, from the Bible that says this and this and this about racism, be like how the races should be separated and, you know, this and this and be like, wait a minute, that totally doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It'd be like it's from a stupid, a uh, false, stupid ideology. Mm-hmm. And my friend Terry popped in and said, it's like, yeah, I've had to deal with it my entire life. And Terry's African-American. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I totally understand that. I mean, I, I don't understand it from my perspective, but the fact that I, I grew up with this idea that be like, you don't see color and be like, throw a cool school. Be like, yeah, I know, you know, Terry's African-American, but I don't see anything else. I'd just be like, hey, he's a, he's a human being created in the image of God. Yeah. And that you're supposed to love them, even though, like, some people are going to hate you no matter what. It'd be like the fact that you love your enemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's I think it's one thing that we should, you know, as society learn that it's like, you know, don't hate someone just because, you know, they're a different skin tone or a different, you know, different religion or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, okay, they're different than you. Move on. And just learn to love them. Be like, yeah, show you know, show your, mm-hmm. uh, you know, show them what you be like, what you believe, and not in this, you know, complete be like, be like everything you or something along those lines. But just to, you know, get along, and not hate because you know hatred doesn't get anywhere. Right. It never does. And uh, that's what I like about this movie. Be like the fact that it. it tackles racism it tackles bigotry it mm-hmm. tackles all this stuff and it nightly bows it up in a nice bun that by the end of the movie it's okay it's like yeah utopia nah it's yeah. not there it's not gonna happen but we at the same time it's we can just learn to coexist like yeah we have our differences we we, we can't be everything we want to be and um that's what i like about this film it'd be like it, it has that very solid grounded punch of a story that really resonates with our our culture and our world today mm-hmm. in which the world definitely needs to hear again so yeah i like numbers my number two what is your number two my number two is how well the ah so you've got 14 predators that have gone missing we're only looking for the otter at first because right. otter's wife is the only one that's coming in begging i think right and not getting any help and i think part of that is because admittedly i don't think of an otter as a predator Mm. i'm sure it is it is but i don't think of it because most of the time i've when i've seen pictures of otters they're cute and cuddly and yeah things of that nature you just don't i just don't think of them okay as predators i so i think that might be part of why at first no one is going and looking for it but at the same time they're all i i love how throughout the movie we introduce characters. These characters all, and I do mean all the characters, in play a bigger role than just being an extra. There are right. ex- the only one that really doesn't do this is Gazelle, yeah, because she's just the pop star who has to give the heart. Right. Bring back the Zootopia. I love. <laughs> I I'm not a pop. I'm not. A, I don't really care what celebrities think, and that's just a celebrity playing a celebrity. Right. But um. Starting off with Bunnyzilla, as you put it. <laughs> Bunnyzilla. Okay. That scene, she just barely saves this little mouse from getting squashed. I don't think she's a mouse. Rodent. 
Yeah. I'll say rodent. I don't know what okay. she is, but rodent. Okay. She's a rodent. She's a rodent. Probably a guinea pig. I don't know. Maybe a rat. It's a rat, kind of. It makes sense because, yeah, considering who her father is. <laughs> yeah, true. But the fact that that character could have been left out. We, we, we'd had that one moment where Judy saves her and nothing else happens. If she hadn't saved her, the the bride would not have been able to get her mafia godfather father mm-hmm. <laughs> to stop from icing her, as they put it. As yeah. They call it. So she's able to come back and actually plays a role, bigger role in the story than just being, oh, somebody that Judy happened to save. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all interconnected. Right. Um, the interconnect, the fact that all of every character throughout the entire mystery plays a much bigger part than just the couple minutes they were on screen. Right. I do appreciate all the way up to the fact that I did not see the first time. I knew who it was. I knew going into the second time who was the culprit. Right. But the first time I did not see coming that Bellwether was the one behind all this. Oh, yeah. I was the exact same way. I was fully expecting Lionheart to have been the one behind everything Mm. and was somehow working things behind the scenes to keep the animals going savage while he was in jail. Something like that. Okay. You you hear things like that, uh, at least in these kinds of shows. Right. These kinds of stories. That's what I was fully expecting, but like, oh, the lamb is the villain. Okay. I'm following. Okay. 90% of the population is technically considered prey animals. Mm -hmm. So they should be able to, Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to your point. It's like, man, you people are racist. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but I think to some degree I caught on that the blueberries and the night howler bullet were the same, looked, looked the same before they yeah. actually showed that. So Yeah, that was clever. That was that, so that was clever. clever. But I will say I knew what was happening the minute they shot Nick. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a that was a blueberry. That had to be in Blueberry because yeah, it left like, juice. <laughs> None of the... Uh, admittedly, we don't really get to see what happens to that thing after it hit everybody else. Yeah. But I don't think any of the shots we ever saw juice. <laughs> no. Even but though, it was be like the the, yes. the performance of the character. Like, mm-hmm. Wilde's... Uh, his performance, the way they animate him it's like oh my gosh he really went savage well, and it's like that, that's, and then that's his character. yeah it's his character he is he, able he, to pull that off and the fact that he's a fox <laughs> and the, fo- the fact that his line from the beginning is like it's called a hustle sweetheart yeah is nine tenths of everything going on in this movie that Everyone's is true hustling everybody else that is true and it just so happens that judy's hustle is the only one that saves the day true so, yeah, I, I appreciate how interconnected the movie is because so many other times you watch one of the a mystery police drama type movie and yeah. they'll introduce a character and you'll never see that character. Okay. They're just there long enough you know, to give their little part of the testimony and then it moves on. Right. No, every single character, including the sloths. Yes. <laughs> have a bigger part. To Flash. Play. Now, admittedly, Flash doesn't show up again until the end of the movie. Yes. But... That is a good joke, too. That is a very good joke. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, my number two. What is your number three? Okay, so I want to bring up something in the chat. 
that uh, our friend uh, Chase had mentioned that they are shrews. They're rodents. Yeah. Although, now that you say that that's a shrew, I wonder if there's a prequel in which her husband had to tame... <laughs> you gotta bring the Shakespeare in when Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Thank you, Dr- Thank you, Chase. <laughs> All right, so... My number three, the Night Howler story. Okay. This this whole the mis- like why are these uh, predators going savage and the whole the dissection of how mm-hmm. they discover it's oh it's the Night Howlers and what the Night Howlers are and uh and it takes you know Judy leaving the force going back to uh where's she from Bunnyboro Bunnyboro go to the Bunnyboro and gets that connection and has to go back, make, uh, basically make up with Nick mm-hmm. and solve the mystery. And it'd just be like how they, how they weave this throughout the story. It's so incredibly well done. Like, like you said with the story, it's just everything. It's just so interconnected and there's just mm-hmm. all this juicy detail, but like, like using background characters simply because they're doing something and it's not in the foreground; it's blurred out, or what yeah. have you. But this entire, the be like when we, we when we find we run into uh, Duke Weaselton. More uh, on that later. More on like, him later. But uh, we do still have a third like to bring up. Yes. Then we introduce them there. That we, it's the why did he steal that? This and this and this be like just the interconnection of everything in this story is so incredibly well done, and. Uh, the writing, you know, kind of boiling it down to the idea of the writing in the story is so profoundly well done. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the snot out of it. So, yeah, that's my number three. What so is your number three? My number three, meta humor and jokes oh, aimed yes. at adults. Yes. <laughs> now, let me explain. Because when I say adult humor, that usually brings up negative connotations. Right. So... We haven't said this in a while on any of this stuff. I think I want to point out. This is a movie you can let your kids watch. Oh, yeah. It's, it's most definitely a kid's movie. Yeah, it's definitely a kid's movie. When I say there is adult humor, I am saying that there is humor here that was not put in the movie for the kids to catch. It was put there for the adults who came along to watch the movie with the kids right. to laugh at. And the one that crosses my mind at, at the right at the top deals with where they're mixing the night howl. Oh yes, that was thing. hysterical. <laughs> First off, when I saw that scene the second time, even though I've never watched more than one episode of Breaking Bad, yeah. my thought was, this looks like it could be the animal version of Breaking Bad. It is. <laughs> and then he gets on the radio and says, Yeah, Walter and Jesse are on their Your way, way. <laughs> back. I go <laughs> oh, they did not just do that. <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't call him Heisenbach. <laughs> but um so oh, you've got so good. you got humor like that. Then you've got the meta humor of Duke Weaselton. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And he's selling bootleg Disney movies, including movies that aren't even out yet. <laughs> like uh Floating Two. <laughs> which was not even which the Frozen 2 it's referencing was not even started production. No, it had when not. this movie came out. It was almost the idea. It's like, yeah, this is coming, people. Be prepared. <laughs> and not that song. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I do I do want to point out that and I I, I want I just to say I love all the bootlegs of the most recent Disney stuff in that. Oh yeah, like Pig Hero Six. Yes, floating two. Like I said, um, Meowana. 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 <laughs> that was great. You have to stop and think about that one because that means in that world, you have a cat islander who is going to go sailing. <laughs> I can totally see that. That's awesome. But cats hate water. For the most part. That would be an interesting movie. That's <laughs> that all would. I'm saying. That would be one. Uh the one the one I want to bring up in that, that bootleg uh mm-hmm. the ones that had not been seen yet. Yes. Uh Giraffica. <laughs> Giraffica. Yeah. But that was a tease to a movie that never came to life. Which is so sad. Gigantica. Yes. Which is, I'd be like, if you go back, and we'll probably do an episode at some point about movies that were never made, but uh, it's it, what they were planning was was a movie that uh, followed very similar to Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked so much fun, but then they pulled the plug on it, and nothing's been done of it. Shame. Yep. Either way. So, continue. Anyway, yes. And, of course, then there's the best joke. In probably the entire yes, movie. Yes. Which to do it justice in the very at the very beginning of the movie, or not the very beginning, but when she's in the bullpen getting her assignments and she has and she is fighting against or, or she's she's raising awareness to Chief Bogo that uh she can be more than just a meter maid. Yeah. Chief Bogo responds Life isn't some cartoon musical where you sing a little song and all your insipid dreams magically come true. So let, let it go. <laughs> I love that. That is the best line in the whole stinking movie. Yes, it is. Because this is not a Disney princess movie. We don't even have songs except for Shakira's nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I may have opinions. Uh, in this whole movie, it is just... It just fits so perfectly because this is like the anti-Disney fairy tale movie. That yeah, that's and true. yet it still works beautifully. Well, we do have a bride in the movie, but no princess. No princess. <laughs> anyway, I was going to make a princess bride joke, but not right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that the idea of the of the the comedy, yeah, the the meta humor for the movie for uh for everything surrounding it, the references to. Stuff no kid would ever watch until they're much, much older. Oh, yeah. And then the bootlegs is some of the funniest stuff in this movie. It's better than uh, it's better than a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, my number three. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out when they are on the train, mm-hmm. uh, when Judy is on top of the train and she has to duck underneath that, that light. Yes. It's a red light. It's a, it's a speed reference. <laughs> Ah yes, that is. That is I forgot. There, about there are that. so many other little movie references. Be oh like, yes, yeah. Stuff there, you would so not good. get. And there's hidden Mickey's everywhere. Oh well, yeah. It's a Disney movie. There's always hidden Mickey's. Oh yeah. So, uh, what is your first dislike? Okay. So, I kind of like you. You said very early on this movie does hit you very hard with the uh, 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 racial the, overtones. Racial overtones. Yes, it does. Uh, the 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 line of cute, yeah, that that one got me a little that I, because I, now I can't call her cute without being racist against bunny rabbits. Yeah, 
I'm like, wait, but you're, you're a cute bunny rabbit. But her her line of, it's like, it's like, yeah. Well, if if a bunny, another bunny calls another bunny cute, it's okay. But if someone else yeah. calls him cute, it's just like that. That, that always bugs me. Well, see, the thing is that immediately enters my mind of what one person told me about the N word. Right. Those of I can't even talk about it is part of the issue here. Right. African American. African Americans can say that word, call each other that word all day long and mean and it'd be fine. If I even accidentally say it and I'm doing my best to not say it, I'm the one who's gonna get in trouble and I'm probably gonna get blowback just saying this much. Right. To be honest. And that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. I be like that's that's my point exactly. The the fact be like, yes, I understand, you know, that that particular word is like when I was growing up, oh my gosh, you never said the word. Be like it's a yeah. terrible, horrible word, and uh, the uh, uh, and I understand. Be like in the African American, they've kind of claimed it as their own word, and mm-hmm. be like, I, I get that, I get that. Uh, I just be like, I've never in my mind. I guess I'm gonna have to talk with somebody about this and just understand it better. Yeah. Um, uh, just the understanding of be like. The, the fact that no one else can use his word except for certain people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just find that wrong. Be like, words are words. Yeah. It'd be like, if either, it's... If, either take offense to the person who's using it incorrectly. Yeah. Or don't say it at all. Yeah. If... if, if I know if, that sounds horrible, but that's just my thoughts. Right. The the, the fact to be like, if the, 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 if the person is using it in a racial term, racial tone, be like, yes, it's racism. If someone be like, is, I know, I know so many young people it doesn't matter what skin tone they use it. Mm-hmm. They they use it. It's like okay for 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 some of my generation. It's like why in the world are you using that word? But, yeah, but there, anyway. there again, be like it's just that that's what is one of those itty bitty little things that bothered me. Mm-hmm. And now I understand. Be like kids nowadays like use it like it's you know to, just talk to everybody about. But what kid do you know is using these words? I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't call anybody out. No, 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 no. No, it's just more like you know, be like words that we would normally not words that we would not normally use at all. Not as exactly. bad as the N word and how it was originally used. Yes, exactly. What we would call cuss words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of be like it's it's more along the lines of be like it's I was like hey, sure what, I understood what you were saying. Yeah. What 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 I, what I was trying to say was there there. Kids are more using it as I'm not saying all kids are I'm not saying that, but what I what I am saying is like they use it more as be like hey what's up, yeah, you know in that be like hey what's what's going on my friend right or something like that, but uh, it's it's still so baffling to me and be like I, I would love to have a conversation with somebody to help me understand that be like why is there this disconnect without with uh using be like what uh be like you can use this word, but I can't use that word. I would love to have that conversation with somebody. No, it's not going to be me because I don't have answers for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but any, anyway, so that, that was, it's a nitpick. And it's, it's always kind of bothering me. And uh, I, there again, I would love to have a conversation with somebody, a very friendly conversation about that at, mm-hmm. some, at some point with somebody. And so if anybody can help me out, let me know. So I yeah, was not involved. <laughs> Anyway, so I don't want to be in the middle of this conversation, which tells you how prickly it is. Okay, that is my number one. What is your number? What is your number one? My number one, as much as I hate to say this, Mm -hmm. is the sloth jokes. Oh gosh! (laughs) 
Now, now here, let me let me explain. Let right. me explain. Okay. The concept is there. The animation is spot on. Right. I love the animation. The problem is in how they do it with the words. Right. Because here's the thing. They don't do it like like I would think you would do it. Like where they talk slow like this. This is not and of course it's slower than this. I'm speeding up for your sanity. But <laughs> right. They talk they don't talk like I would do it like this where it's long and drawn out. Mm-hmm. It's this is how they talk. It's cadence. It's they're doing it with cadence. But the problem is cuz I'm not going to do that the rest of this. Right. Uh the words are short, which means they're being said fast, which kind of doesn't mesh well with the slowness of what they're saying. Right. I know to some degree they're trying to, they're trying to do the joke without it being annoying. Right. Because the very nature of this joke requires it to go over a long period of time, and they don't want to annoy people. Mm-hmm. And they still want it to be clear what's being said. Right. I understand that. I just wish they would have slowed their speech a little. Not draw it out like where it's uh, where if you sped it up, it would sound just like I'm talking right now. But where maybe still have it separated, but have the word elongate more right. than they did to make it feel a little better. And in my mind, when I saw it, the words were elongated more. And so it could be that they shortened them after maybe people think about it, I don't know. Who knows? I'm guessing. I just wish that had been taken care of better. Okay. Right down to it. So, what's your number two dislike? Well, I want to get uh, get to a point where, well, just the comment on your number one. The so apparently, I know a lot of people who love Sloss now. Be like, Sloss blew up when this movie came mm-hmm. out. Everybody just won the. Heck, a person, a person I know, uh, Elizabeth, uh, her son loves Sloss so much they're planning to go on a trip to go see Sloss in, in summer. Okay. Uh, and uh, chased down the comment, and the comment said, it's all about the DMV. I know that. I'm well aware oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you because... Know, I love the fact that the sloths are, in, are the ones controlling the DMV. That's oh, yeah. funny. Oh, My yeah. problem is in the execution of the joke. Yeah, and plus, as everybody knows, the DMV is slow as all heck. It always is. It's government. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, so I, just, I wanted to comment on that. Yeah. Thanks, Chase. So, my number two. Oh, the end credits. We, 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 we get the concert at the very end. Be like, I, I think I'm going to modify my list to make this my number two so we can comment on it together. Okay, okay. Because I don't like this concert either. <laughs> like, okay, and it's the fence. Be like, it was very well animated, like this entire yes. movie is. But Well, except you could tell a lot of the audience shots in the long, in the group shots were very much looped animation. That they are. And they reused a lot of shots in that and just changed what credits were on. Gotcha. But anyway, can- um, it's like I understand they had Shakira, who's a she's a very good singer, mm-hmm. somewhat. She's she's a good singer, and she can you know dance pretty good. <laughs> but that that's a whole different animal to get into. You just had to say that. Didn't yes, you? I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so, um, like, of course, it'd be like you have, you know, Shakira in the movie. So, yes, you had to have a concert. But why does it have to be at the very end of the film? Be like, can't you just have, like, this some point where we see a scene of it or they go to a concert and this is part of the story? She happened to go. I agree with you, if I can stop yawning. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the concert in general is just kind of. It's like okay, this is like a you could thing. do a thing. It was just a thing. It was it was a chance to have the uh, try everything. You know, try everything yeah. song, which I disagree with the premise. Like, why do you want to try everything? <laughs> they point out throughout the rest of the movie that you can't be everything. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and, I, and you have I, this I, song I, at the very end. It's I, just try everything. It's like I, what? I will say <laughs> makes this. no sense. I will say this. <laughs> okay. To learn what is a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with I you on that. I think that's really the point they were yeah, trying to get across. Yeah, I, I, I would agree the with you. The problem is, okay, to get into my part of this okay. issue, her character, the character she is the most worthless character in the movie. Yowch! Shut spired. <laughs> um, she, is, she has one scene the concert at the end mm-hmm. in which she actually does something that is the story of the film. Right. And that's her pleading for everyone to quit being acting the way they are. Right. And to make Judy feel bad because every, that's whatever. That yeah. Entire that entire scene doing. is. Yeah. Right. That's the only a that line could have been delivered by any animal in the city. It did not have to be delivered by a celebrity. Yeah. A celebrity that they had to continually prop up throughout the entire movie. I don't mean Shakira herself. I mean, gazelle the yeah. character. She's got an app. Ooh, that yeah. Plowhauser and apparently Chief Bogo yeah. are enjoying, let's say. <laughs> yes. Which, don't get me wrong, that, those jokes are funny. They are funny. They are very funny. But every other character in the movie, as I've, as I said earlier, right. is so well interconnected. But her. But, uh, I nearly said bunny hops. <laughs> bunny hops. Do the bunny hop. Yeah. Uh, Judy hops never meets Shakira. No. Uh, Nick, ne- I say Shakira, Gazelle. Oh, yeah. Nick never meets Gazelle. Klauhauser never meets Gazelle. <laughs> None of the characters interact with Gazelle outside of that stupid app and being at a concert at the end. And the one scene where she's uh, talking about, you know, bring back the Zootopia I love. Yeah. I'm not saying that it just feels like her character was shoehorned into the movie so that they could felt like they could compete with sing that with the other anthropomorphic mo- animal movie that came out that year. Oh that yeah. That, that was essentially, which don't get me wrong. That's a good movie. We're going to yeah. do that at some point, but um, it felt like they, at the last minute they needed a song. Cause you can tell the movie was designed not to have, uh, yeah. it's not a musical. They even joke about it. Right. But it feels like they realized at the last minute, this other company is playing on our turf. We need to be able to shoot back and say, we can do, we we do anthropomorphic movies with singing too, even though we're just going to have a concert. And then you had to have the character throughout the whole thing. I don't know if that's what happened. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. I have no insider information and I'm not even good at research, but (laughs) it just feels like her character is shoehorned into the movie. Okay. And the biggest part of that shoehorn 
is the concert at the end. Yeah. That credit sequence, don't get me wrong, I actually like the idea of a scene with credits over it as yeah. part of the end of the movie, but yeah. and I, but I kind of want it to still be a scene. Right. I don't want it to be, here's uh, them at a concert with really no lead up to whatsoever. Yeah. It feels disconnected from the movie. If you're going to have, if you're going to animate a scene with this many characters on screen at one time to show off, to do your credit sequence with, I want it to be better connected to the movie. Okay. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But yeah, no offense to Shakira in the slightest. Yeah. I just don't like your character. Okay. I understand that. Uh, I do want to bounce off your your number two for a slight second. Mm-hmm. The the fact that you have Gazelle be like, they're when they go to like what people's opinions are on this, mm-hmm. they only talk Gazelle yeah. because it's the celebrity. She she's 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 the the high profile character, so everybody's going to listen to her opinion, which and, which bothers oh, me. Yeah, it always on, bothers me. Yeah, because how how and our society having, is. Having a celebrity in interview, a character who's a celebrity, yeah, and they're doing having someone asking her that doesn't bug me too no. much, but that's the only person they talk to. I yeah. recognize you have scene flow, flow of the scene, and pacing and all this stuff to worry about, and maybe at some point in the writing of that they had other characters interviewed in that, yeah, and it just had to get cut out, and they had to focus on the, sh- uh, they had to fire the shot cleanly across Judy's bow. Mm-hmm. True, but maybe that's that was the thought process. I don't know because it just feels like, and it 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 also reflects the idea of our our, our modern culture. Mm-hmm. The fact that like whenever a celebrity does something or they say something, somehow it's far more important than what anyone else is saying. Exactly, it has yeah. more has more residents be like if this person wears these shoes, oh everybody else will wear these shoes because they're popular. Not that. Or someone came up with this really ingenious idea, and some celebrity, you know, says opposite or something like that mm-hmm. because their opinion matters than anybody else's has always bothered me. Mm-hmm. And it's they're going to use the word again bothers me to where and I'm I'm reusing words. I know oh, this. Bother. Oh bother! Yeah, I'm yoring. <laughs> uh, More like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard Eeyore say bother, but Winnie the Pooh says bother on them. What? Oh, bother. Yeah, that's Winnie the Pooh. That's no, Winnie that's Eeyore. Eeyore. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, then. We're going to have to now watch Winnie the Pooh to settle this. Apparently. But not tonight and not no. in the foreseeable future. But no, at some point we will. Okay. Uh, this Just the fact to be like uh, how celebrity driven our culture is, mm-hmm. definitely American culture, is that. Everybody just hangs in the bated breath of what Beyonce Knowles says or something like that, or uh, like some big high class celebrity. And the same in the same coin, you could be like if you have someone who was a big famous actor back in the nineteen eighties and is now doesn't do anything, be like they say something, it's more like, meh. It's like okay, that's cool. Any, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not popular. Yeah, you're not popular. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, unless you're maybe, but yeah. even then. Yeah, it'd be like it, it all depends on your status at that second. Because mm-hmm. I, I look at the example of uh, uh, come on, Paul Walker, Paul Walker, the actor from Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. when he died, be like the whole world had or uh, um, 
Brian, oh Kobe Bryant, Kobe yes. Bryant when he when he passed away in that more recent more recent, more recent news, uh, Kobe Bryant's passing in that chopper crash. When Steve Jobs died, Michael Jackson died. Yeah, any celebrity except for perhaps. Yeah, exactly. When they died, the whole world went nuts. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I, you I do not know these people. Yeah, you know they're per- they project. Yeah, those aren't true. As I mean, like I understand. And I guarantee you, Gazelle is not the same Gazelle at home that she was on every single scene she was in this movie. <laughs> if we want to talk about characters, yeah, is the the idea that how our culture would be like when a celebrity dies, who's a a, a popular celebrity at the time. Uh, dies be like the hope be like people just go into mourning and like I can't do anything because my favorite celebrity died, but when you have one of these older celebrities die like uh, Jerry Siller died, be like he was just be like his death and be like okay we acknowledge his death. Anyway, yeah, it's just, it it bothers me the the fact to be like you can have someone who is done so much good for a community or a state or the country whatsoever. Yeah. And they suddenly pass away. It's more like, okay, they died. They did this. Sure. Okay. But we on. Okay. So it's like. Okay. I, I really don't have one, really. <laughs> That's uh, why you were counting on Exactly. You were, you were padding your, the fact that you don't have a third to slide. I, I was padding my time here. <laughs> okay. I, I, was, I was padding the sheep's head. <laughs> it's so fluffy. He got away with that. Anyway, he's a fox. So in that case, I will go into my third dislike. Okay, fire away. I guess I don't have a third dislike <laughs> either. Honestly, it has left my mind. Yeah. So we'll just come back and say I don't have a third dislike either. So okay. Let, why don't we go ahead and move into our rating for this movie? Okay. Uh, you go first, my friend. I'm gonna give it an eight. A okay. solid eight. It's a wonderful film. It's got a powerful message. It's got. Amazing characters, incredibly well animated. The backgrounds in this movie are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's kind of like some of your uh, your background paintings from you know back in the day. It's like literally, can I just print that background, put it on a canvas, put it on my wall, and be like, that is freaking amazing. The work they put in this film, mm-hmm. the detail, like you described earlier, the just like how they planned everything out. Like the example you used earlier, Robin Hood. It's like, oh, it's just Robin Hood. They're anamorphic animals walking around in human buildings. Yeah, exactly. And be like, I had I had a friend who actually listens to the show, uh, who loves Robin Hood. Don't get me wrong, Robin Hood's amazing. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, they just didn't feel. They didn't just be like, eh, like you said earlier. But uh, th- they thought of everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everything. Be like, be like, I might be missing something, but they just. They left no pebble or no um, no shrew unturned, but it's just it's such an incredibly well done film, and people need to go watch this film for mm-hmm. a it's cinematic gold in some ways, in a lot of ways, it's cinematic gold, and two it has this very powerful message which everybody needs to hear, and uh, that's why I'm giving it an eight. What about you? I'm giving it a seven. Okay. Uh, I'm docking it that one extra point from what you're giving it. Uh, A, to be honoring. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but also... Um, Bring it on. Honestly, while this is very well made and a very good movie, and it's got a lot of great jokes, right? this is not one that jumps... It's jumping into my... Okay. Uh, 
it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Right. I enjoyed it. I don't regret watching it. But this is the movie doesn't speak to me as it obviously speaks to you. <laughs> uh, but it's still a good movie. It's still done very well. I, I'm afraid many of its jokes are not going to age well as time goes by. But we can't judge that till after exactly time has passed. So. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven just because it's done well. I'm just afraid it's not going to. So, yeah. Okay. So, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes. Which means we have to roll for our next movie. Now, I believe this Friday we have decided that we are going to watch Scoob when it comes out. Hooray! And immediately <laughs> after, although you probably won't get that episode till Saturday, maybe Sunday. I haven't maybe. decided which. Uh, we will release a uh, reaction episode to the movie. Uh, I don't think, though, we're going to do this one live. Okay. Just because, I don't know, I just don't want to do this one live. Yeah. Plus, we're going to be doing some more reaction. Uh, reaction. We're going to be doing a, probably another live thing later this weekend as we continue to work through Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is true. On Over on our Twitch channel. So, yeah. Uh, so, keep an eye out for that. For those of you who remember, uh, Aladdin had to grow last week because it had been on mm -hmm. here seven times, or six times. And uh, Zoot you ended up rolling... Z did you roll Zootopia or did I roll Zootopia? You rolled Zootopia. I rolled it. Rolled it, not rolled it. So... Um, rolling, rolling, rolling. The Mupp... The, uh, uh, also having reached uh, more than six last week was uh, the Muppet movie. It's been it's had seven episodes, so it is now also going it is going to grow into Zootopia's place. We have the Muppet movie on uh, sides one and three, Aladdin on sides two and four. Uh, on side five, we have Dragon Ball Z: The Dead Zone, and on side six, we have Monsters vs. Aliens. So Jacob, Zootopia was my was my was your movie, mm -hmm. so I get to roll this time. And next week, we will be recording the Muppet movie. All right. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. So before we wrap for, for today, tonight, the, 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 that's all, folks. Not really. Uh, well, I Can wanna, you say that legally? Nah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. But uh, I want to give a few shout-outs in the, uh, the commentary section. Uh, one to a friend of ours, Drew, Drew Chase. That's it. I, I don't think he'll appreciate that. No. Oh, I'm I always get you two confused all the time. How? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm fat. He's skinny. I have hair. He's bald. <laughs> okay. So, we're not a lot. Of, we, we I, have some similarities. I know this. But for some reason, I get you two mixed up in my head. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah, exactly, Chase. How? <laughs> All right, so speaking of Chase, Chase Murphy says the world building is quite good. In reference to uh, our what, what I was saying during my likes. All right, so Armando says, Go, Jigab. You get an A-plus from me. Okay, thanks, Cobra Commander. That's where it was. Okay, so Chase continues. Message. Blue Howlers are bad. Duh. Listen, I have kids, don't do drugs. And don't let drugs get shot at you from a distance in a moving car with the window down. <laughs> All right. So Chase continues. 
I have to agree about the jokes. A lot, there a lot of nostalgia will be uh, would be completely lost in just a few years, and continue that with how. <laughs> and so, to going back to another chat, which is actually on our cell, uh, the cell. Our, it is our videos pod. Uh, is our videos? Channel. So uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Al Lampert, he says, "What's up, fellas? What's we're, up? <laughs> we're good, Al. How are you yeah. doing? How are you doing, our kitchen friend? Either way, so yeah, I just I miss your jambalaya. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, uh, so I don't remember. He doesn't yeah. care. It's good food. Yeah, it's very good food. <laughs> Cajun, oh, huh, huh, so good. <laughs> Anyway, either way, uh, so yeah, thank you very much for our uh, participation in this uh, week's episode. Come, Jacob, we must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the Cellcast. Podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. L.